This is Sandra D. Robinson, Charisma on Camera, and you're listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry is the wealth protection diva and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, a leading provider of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies. Celebrating 24 years in business, Sage International is proud of the consistent role they play in supporting the economic engine driving this country, small business, the backbone of America. And now, here's Sherry. Want to look and feel like a rock star on video, TV, and or public speaking from stage? You absolutely can. In today's media-driven world, perception is reality. Learning to embrace and project your powerful personal presence is the secret that lead entrepreneurs and leading visionaries use to captivate their audiences, increase their impact, and influence the world in a positive way. My guest, Sandra D. Robinson, at the age of 17, began a successful career in television as an actress with major roles on Another World, Sunset Beach, Bold and the Beautiful, General Hospital, Days of Our Lives, The Bay, and guest starred on many primetime shows and films like CSI Miami, Criminal Minds, and Two and a Half Men, among many others. After decades of steady work in that industry, she founded Charisma on Camera to help speakers and well-established experts get what they desire in life by naturally stepping into their most powerful self. After this quick break, I'm going to ask Sandra, whom the media has titled The Charisma Coach, to give us some insider tips on how you can more effectively connect with your audience. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 23 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. Welcome back. Let me introduce my guest, Sandra D. Robinson, acclaimed television actress, professional speaker, trainer, and founder of Charisma on Camera, as well as charismatic cowgirl leadership training and author of Impact, Secrets to Powerful Personal Presence on Camera and Off. Sandra, welcome. You're hailing from Austin, Texas. Good to catch up with you. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. And yes, I'm here in hot Austin. We have a little reprieve today. As we're speaking, we have a little bit of rain, which has been awesome. We've been over 100 degrees for a while. Welcome to Texas. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. Well, Sandra, you've been you've been acting for so long. Of course, it seems like an obvious fit for you to be teaching people to be comfortable on camera and in presentations. But was being the focus of attention a natural thing for you? I wouldn't say it was a natural thing. And I'm glad that you asked that because I like to get this out of the way. I think that one of the most important things that people look for when they're looking for a coach or to get advice from somebody and they're clicking on a video or they're listening to a speaker, they want to know that that speaker gets them, that they know where they're coming from. And a lot of people would assume, oh, I was a natural extrovert. Um, I'd like to be the center of attention, and that's why I teach people to do what they, you know, what I do with charisma on camera. And the opposite is actually the truth. 
And I don't think, oddly enough, I've even worked with artists, and I don't think it's unusual for an artist, an actor, musician to hide behind their craft. And I actually fell into acting because I had some, as I would call it, bad programming, some words that were said to me when I was young. And I thought that by being someone else, that made me more valuable. So in essence, if I got compliments or got critiqued as I was playing a character, it didn't really affect me. Whereas I didn't have the self-esteem early on to be able to even have a conversation or look somebody in the eye. So my fans, I was doing great. I mean, I fell into acting at a young age and I had some really major roles by the time I was 20. And I had fans and I would literally run away from fans. I hate to admit that because I'm sure it didn't come across as being very nice, but I was just terrified. I didn't know how to represent myself because I didn't know what my self-worth was. So I literally teach confidence and charisma, so to speak, and how to handle yourself and be you on the best day in any light, whether you're on stage or on camera, because I wasn't. (laughs) I didn't come from that powerful personal presence naturally at all, and I'm an introvert. So when people say introverts can't be a speaker, can't be can't be speakers, they're they're really incorrect. There's quite a few of us introverts that are out there speaking. And it took me a really long time to realize that I, I absolutely had to get over that inhibition because that isn't powerful. And I would be at charity events and I would want to be able to support the charity. And if somebody handed me a microphone without telling me who to be, if they just said, go ahead, get out there, you know, be yourself, have fun, I would fall, fall to pieces because I didn't know what that meant. So I was pretty much a basket case when I started. <laughs> I thought a lot of different modalities. I learned uh, everything from, I learned everything I could about the brain, neurolinguistic programming. I've been studying animal behavior and human behavior, being an actor for a very long time. And on top of that, I was seeking performance coaching because I thought that's really what I needed. So I was going to voiceover coaches, acting coaches, of course, presentation coaches, TV hosting coaches, multiple voice coaches, actually. And I went to improv, which I heard one of your other guests recently talk about improv, and I think it's a great thing to do. It was very helpful for me. After all of that, I finally was able to slowly come to grips with the fact that I am okay being me. And then the next step was to actually enjoy the process of being in front of people and connecting with them emotionally from the stage or through a camera lens. And there's fun in that. Once I realized that it could be fun, that opened up so many doors for me. And that's why I do what I do, because I want to open up doors for people. If you're comfortable being in front of the camera, you're going to do it more. If you're comfortable speaking, you're going to do it more. And you're going to connect more. And as you know, the most connected people are going to be the most successful people and vice versa. Like you, I spent a lot of years, I actually spent 12 years in Toastmasters, even though I was already a public speaker, just for that outside view of what is it that I could do to help myself make my communication more effectively. But I'm I'm guessing that what I find interesting is I'll interview or I'll talk to a lot of folks and they're just brilliant. And then the moment you put a microphone or a camera in front of them, it's like they they yeah. just close up. So how what are what are some of your tips that that you're I sharing with so. people? Yeah. Absolutely. And I hear that so often. I hear from producers, especially that are working with uh, doing doing branding videos or videos with entrepreneurs. I mean, these are people that started their own business. They're successful. As I said, they're brilliant, as you said. And and then all of a sudden, something there's a switch that goes off. And I think a lot of times people will try to be something that they think they should be instead of being themselves. And 
what it comes down to is really doing the work to be super comfortable with what your strengths are and how you show up in the world. And to be honest, a lot of us don't know how we show up in the world. And so when you become very aware of that, and a lot of times that takes that takes a coach to be able to give you that perspective, because as I was reading a, a book this morning that said it was a Southern phrase to say, you can't read the jar if you're inside of it or something like right. that. And it's <laughs> that sounds true. Southern. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. I used to say Les Brown had a thing that he'd say, you can't see the picture if you're in the frame. But I kind of like the, the Southern version of the, you know, you can't read the jar if you're inside of it. And I, I think that's, that's a really big situation that uh, a lot of people cannot see what their biggest strengths are. They may, I've had people come in that say, well, I can't be a corporate speaker because I'm kind of quirky or I'm funny or I'm afraid to, to show my silliness. I'm afraid to tell this story because they think that they have to be perceived a certain way when the reality is you probably have exactly the charisma inside of you that you need to connect with exactly who you want to bring into your business. And you have to give yourself permission to do that. So the biggest thing is to really think about what you need to connect to someone. Like who is it that you most need to connect to, number one? Who is it? And get really specific. This is more than, and I know, Cherry, you've been around this forever, so I know that you are familiar with making up your perfect client or customer, and you have this little faceless blob, and you have all these descriptions of the of the demographics. Well, there's psychographics that go with that. There's terminology that they use. There's words that they warm up to. There, there is an underlying uh, quality to everybody that you most love working with, and that's who you want to talk to. And when you get really specific on the tone of voice, the words, the phrases, and the ability to be yourself, then you're really going to be able to connect with those people. And the second thing is to think about the urgency of your message. Why is it so important that somebody knows you and knows what you do today? What's not going to change for them? Or what's going to get worse for them if they don't know you and three years go by? What's going to happen if five years go by for them? What's going to happen to their relationship? What's going to happen to their family, their finances? I mean, uh, Sherry, you'd be doing a disservice if you didn't give people your advice, right? If you were able right. to get up there yes. and you had the opportunity to speak and you said no, you'd be doing a disservice to people that were there in the audience that you know you could help. So it's an urgency. It's getting really clear on who you need to talk to. Because this also, you know what the secret is? This takes the attention off of you. Because as you see, you went to Toastmasters. What's the biggest fear that people have? Getting up in front of people and speaking in public. Because we're afraid of what people are going to think about us. The second we're up there, we are self-focused initially. And the goal is to become others-focused because our thoughts are only going to be in one place. They're either going to be with us or they're going to be with the people that we are there to serve. And if you take on that thought of serving the people that are in front of you or through that camera lens, it takes your mind from being so self-critical. It takes practice. You've done a lot of practice. It takes practice. Well, one one of your tips, you said, you know, don't wing it. And of course, it's, you know, preparation. We've seen people, they, they write scripts or they do a presentation and they're using all this language that doesn't belong to them. It's not how they would naturally speak, right? <laughs> yeah. Can I jump on that yes. for a second? That's one of the biggest mistakes that people make. They say, oh, I'm going to do a presentation and here's my script. I pulled it from my website. The problem with that is if you're pulling words copy from your website, those words may have been written by a copywriter, but they were written to be read, not to be spoken. 
And there will be choices of words in there that aren't going to be natural to you. They're not going to be conversational. And you're not going to sound conversational to yourself as you start to speak them. And you're not going to feel good. If you don't feel good, you're not going to be able to connect. It's going to throw you back into your own head where you're going to be saying, this feels funny. And that may cause stage fright. That may cause the nerves to kick up because it doesn't seem like it's a natural flow. So preparing, yeah, don't wing it. That's one of the worst things you can do is wing it, to not have a plan. You have to have a plan. On the other hand, don't, I, I like to tell my people, don't be so scripted that you're inflexible. Stuff happens. Somebody may laugh in the audience. You may, something may happen that you can jump on and use as a, as a learning tool. Being present is one of the best things that you can be, even if you're shooting video. This Facebook Live is huge, right? I'm going to try to do another one here today. And so when you're doing Facebook Live, it is live. There are things that go on. Be ready and available and present in your mind to be able to do that. If you're so stuck on a script, it's going to be really difficult for you to be flexible and be in the moment. Sandra, we have to go to break, but when we come back, we're going to pick up on this great conversation. I love this quote of yours. In strong leadership, energy speaks louder than words. So let's talk about how we, through charisma, bring our energy to the screen. We'll be right back. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. Make shade while the sun shines. SunTech Solar Screening, 3529396. SunTech Solar Screening. Welcome back and thank you for joining me. This is Sherry Hill and I have guest Sandra D. Robinson, who is the founder of Charisma on Camera, as well as the Charismatic Cowgirl Leadership Training. But she's also written a book, Impact, Secrets to Powerful Personal Presence on Camera and Off. And so Sandra, you hail from Austin, Texas, and we'll post your website and all that stuff on our radio show site, the Sherry Hill Show site, so people can figure out how to get a hold of you and learn more and sign up for your free tips and all the cool stuff that you do. But let's talk about energy, because we see yeah. this, you know, people get behind the camera. <laughs> And all of a sudden, they don't move, they're motionless, wah, wah. and yeah. where's their passion? How do you help people embrace that? Sometimes, it was funny, when I first started teaching people on camera, I actually was teaching television hosts. And I remember the woman that was running the school asked me to teach, and I looked at her like she had three heads, because isn't it funny, the things that we fall into... And we end up excelling in initially seemed like they would be so far away from us. I never thought I would be a teacher. And when she said, I think you can do this, we had so much fun just watching the people that were working with me and how they came out of their shell. And part of it really was helping them get out of their head. Because what happens when that energy level drops is people go instantly into their head. They start thinking too much. And so I would do things to get people's energy up, quote unquote, and get them out of their head by having them read their scripts, I would have these TV hosts that had a couple of lines they had to say into the camera. And I literally would have them running back and forth in the room or doing jumping jacks. And the woman that owned the place would come by and look in the room and be like, what in the world are you doing to these people? Because <laughs> she was so used to seeing people standing just so and perfectly posed. And here I am, I have them just running amok. And what it did was it caused people to laugh. You can't be in a stressful anxiety-laden state if you're laughing. So it was just a way to break that down 
give their body energy, get them moving, and get the, literally get the blood flowing instead of what happens when you get scared. You take shallow little breaths, and you, you, you're not even breathing from your diaphragm. You're breathing from your upper chest area, and you just, you just can't get the energy flowing because nothing is flowing in your body. If you're not breathing, it's just not flowing. And so I literally started by having these poor models and actors like running, running amok. But I still kind of do the same thing with my clients now. I'll do anything I can to get them out of their head. If that means for them jumping up and down in place or I have a, a specific little exercise that I'll work with them on to release anxiety within a couple of minutes or actually within a couple of seconds, within like 20 seconds, we can release that energy for them. And I have little tricks and things that I'll help them do really just to raise their level of energy, especially, here's a clue, during your rehearsal process. Raise it higher than you think you need to because we have a default setting. Mine's pretty high, naturally. Yours is pretty high, because when you start speaking, we can feel your energy coming through. But some people have a default that's a little lower, the little more zen. And sometimes zen doesn't work when you're trying to communicate from the stage or through a camera. You need to raise it up a little bit. You need to raise that default. If you overshoot with your energy, we did this in acting class too, overshoot with that energy when you get into real performance, when you're actually doing your thing and actually giving your presentations, your energy will be just a step or two higher than it would normally be. And energy is attractive. We're attracted to that. Yes. We're used to seeing energy very, very high. When we watch even the news anchors, their energy level is way higher than it would be if we're sitting across from somebody having a glass of wine or or, or dinner. Sandra, let me ask you this, because a lot of what you're helping people to truly bring out is their authentic self. I mean, we can all write scripts and we can all stand in front of a camera and, and you know, share information, but how is it that you, you help people really transition to being comfortable in your own skin enough to really get up there and share who you actually are? The most important thing for any of this, and I think this is why I thought it was so important I made it chapter one in my book, is know your story. Be okay sharing it. And that means you have to be a little bit vulnerable. But whether you are speaking, and speaking is leadership, right? You want people to take action of some sort. So if you're if you're speaking from the stage and you want people to take action, you need to lead them where they need to be. In order to lead somebody, the best way you can do that is to be a little bit vulnerable, show them that you understand where they are, and you have a way of experience that you can show them. They won't have to suffer anymore. They can get to where you are. And in order to do that, you have to be willing to share part of your story that is going to really, really resonate with them. And so often we fear sharing that part of our story. So I think a lot of it is to really understand when you give that piece of yourself, when you take that chance and you give that piece of yourself, whether it's a story of what, why you're so passionate about what you do and it's stems back to something that happened to you in grade school or high school or the loss of somebody that was wonderful in your life, and that's why you're doing insurance. I mean, literally, that was a story that um, I had an insurance guy tell. He says, well, I do insurance. I mean, how many people do insurance, right? It's a very crowded, very crowded industry. What makes him stand out? He would tell his story, and it had to do with his father having a tough time not being able to support the family. They weren't insured correctly. And his father ended up going into serious depression and killing himself, and the family struggled forever. And he said that should never happen to anybody over finances, over no insurance. I want to make sure that everybody understands the value of it. Do I trust this guy with my insurance? Yeah. Does he stand out? Yeah. But he had to be willing to share that, that piece 
that isn't a very pretty story, honestly, but it's why he does what he does. And with that kind of vulnerability, you're able to lead people to take steps in their life that are going to be really important for them. They have to learn to trust you, and telling your story is a big part of that. Absolutely. Well, let's talk just a little bit about your book. So it's out now or it's coming out? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, no, it's out. It's out. You can get it through charisma, charismaoncamera.com or you can find it on Amazon like everybody does. <laughs> All right. So it's called Impact <laughs> Secrets to Powerful yeah. Personal Presence on Camera and Off. And, of course, you know, you're a beautiful woman, so people are going to go, yeah, it's real easy for her because she's naturally pretty and she's an actress. But what about me, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, I I worked in an industry where people seem to be unbelievably, I mean, a lot of the soaps that I did, right? People look at soap opera actors and think they're freakishly good looking. And I'm not going to lie, there are a few that really are. Um, And I've worked with some of these men that just look like a mannequin. They're incredible looking. On the other hand, there are beautiful people that I have worked with that don't see themselves that way. And it's sometimes harder when you're in an industry that values you on your looks, on your lack of wrinkles, on your age. Um, There's not really, I mean, that talk about self-conscious. That's a really tough place for, for some of the folks to be. So if you are grounded in yourself and real true beauty comes from within, I know that sounds so tacky. And I somebody gave me a plaque that said that when, it, when I was 17 and I was like, okay, whatever. And I didn't get that until I was over 40. I was like, no, no, it really does come from inside. People don't connect with the beautiful people unless there is something broken in them. And it's because we connect with the brokenness in each other. We don't connect with perfection. So people that try to be perfect or think they have to look perfect or be the perfect weight, take some relief. That's not really what humans are attracted to. We like to see ourselves in other people, which is why, going back to sharing your story and the vulnerability, that's why that's so important. So it's not about being perfect. It's about being approachable and helpful and open and energetically available and when you find that comfort zone, that's when things start to shift. Right. Well, and a lot of, of course, the work that you're doing is internal. As you said, you've yeah. been a you know study a of, of NLP and all of that. And so I imagine that the transition that your, your clients make is a lot on the personal side. Not that everybody's going to get up and stand in front of a video camera, right? This isn't what no, this is about. Yeah. No, and there are, there are people that I work with that will never have to, maybe never, get in front of a video camera. But what I noticed about the work when I did it myself, and it took, it took me a long time. It took me seven years, 13 different coaches, plus all of the modalities and all the learnings and the self-empowerment stuff that I was doing on the other side of my life. It took a long time for me. It doesn't take so long with, with my clients that I work with because I now know pretty much where they are. I've gone the whole route of being uncomfortable at every single level. I know what it feels like. And I can celebrate them where they are and celebrate all the little steps they make along the way. And what I discovered for myself, I see in my clients too, that work that I did changed not just how I was on camera, which was my goal. It changed how I walk in a room. It changed how I have conversation. It changed how I stand. My body is different when I shake somebody's hand than it was before I did this work. And I see that with my clients that come and say, I just need to do a blog. I just need to do a video blog or I just need to get through this interview. And the next thing I know, they're speaking in front of people or they go from having a nervous breakdown. One young girl that I worked with years ago um, literally had a nervous breakdown in front of 10 people when we asked her to speak about her business. And she went on within a couple of months to do a whole series of videos 
appear on Good Morning America, represent her products on camera multiple times and speak in front of 300 people all within six months. Wow. All because she connected with her why, she told the story and ex- stuck to that importance of what she had to deliver and who she had to deliver it to. That was so important to her that she forgot about herself as soon as I reminded her of the value of what she does. I don't want to say it's going to open doors and make you rich. It's not a get-rich-quick secret weapon. But my goal is to help people have a more abundant life. Whatever abundance means to you, if it means that you're going to have richer relationships, if it means that you're going to have a better team around you, that you can lead them better, that you can connect better, then great. And if that happens, you're probably going to make more money. You're going to feel richer nonetheless. So that, to me, is an abundant life. I like it. If you want to learn more about Sandra D. Robinson, you can go to her website, charismaoncamera.com. She's got a great blog. She's got videos. She's got courses and classes and all kinds of things. So anyway, Sandra, guess what? We're out of time for this show. I am going to obviously tap back into you because you have another passion and that is equine ownership, wildlife conservation, and something you're doing with your charismatic cowboys. So we're gonna pick up on another show on that topic, but thank you for being here, that was wonderful. Thank you, so much fun, thank you so much. All right, so we'll catch up soon. Cherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. Send her a message on Facebook.com slash Sherry Hill Show and tune in next week, same time, same station for the Sherry Hill Show.